0: You're listening to Movers and Shakers, the SaleMove podcast on customer experience. SailMove, delivering the in-person customer experience online. To learn more, visit SailMove.com.
1: Hi, I'm Jeffrey Mack, Director of Marketing at SailMove. Welcome to another episode of Movers and Shakers, SaleMove's podcast on customer experience. Today, our CEO, Dan McKaylee, speaks to Rob Bailey, the Chief Operating Officer at Customer. In this episode, we'll talk about employee happiness and the changing nature of customer support. We'll also discuss how to build a customer obsessed culture within your organization. Finally, Rob will reveal why he believes that customer service is becoming the new marketing.
0: Welcome to another episode of Movers and Shakers, Sale Moves podcast on customer experience. In each episode, we speak to a senior business leader whose role touches customer experience, and we dive deep into specific projects or tactics that they've employed. So today, our guest is Rob Bailey. Rob is the chief operating officer at Customer, an intelligent CRM for support teams where he leads go-to-market strategy. So prior to customer, Rob spent several years as a chief executive and founder's coach for several early stage startups. Welcome, Rob.
1: Hi, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: It's great to have you. So tell me, just to start out, how do you define customer experience?
1: Customer experience to me is everything that touches the customer and is involved in the customer's experience. And that can go from a first touch, which could be a retargeted ad, all the way through uh, to all of the touches that happen as part of an ongoing customer relationship.
0: Got it. So it's a, so you consider it to be pre-sale as well as post-sale? Absolutely. Okay. And what is what would you say is the best way to create a customer experience strategy for your business?
1: I think it starts with, uh, you know, no no surprise, it really starts with the customer um, and understanding the customer. First, I think you probably start with clearly defining who the customer is, or at least who the primary customer is and maybe secondary customers. And uh, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can uh, define customers, including using tools like buyer personas. Mm -hmm. um or user personas once you've defined who that customer is uh the next step for me is really uh understanding sort of their their psyche and what their needs are and you know sort of what they're trying to do and what's important to them Uh, the next step after that is understanding how you fit into that process and what a typical customer journey is um As the customer interacts with you and your company and your company's products and services.
0: Tell me a little bit about what you what you meant there by primary and secondary customer.
1: Sure. So I think that, um, you know, it it depends whether you're talking about a B2C or a B2B company. Uh Um, I can answer either or both, whichever you'd like.
0: Yeah, I'd love to hear both.
1: Sure. So I think that uh, I'll give an, a, an example from a B two B context and then one from a B two C context. Sure, from works. a B two B context, uh, typically companies have uh, defined who their primary buyer persona is. So, for example, in our case, uh, typically for now, the typical primary person that is making a decision about buying uh, the customer platform is a CX leader, and that could be a CX. You know, VP of CX, it could be a chief customer officer, it could be a VP of customer support. Um, so there's a lot of titles within that sort of one primary persona. But then there's also a lot of secondary personas, and obviously they're just as important as the primary one, but in terms of how your company looks at a buying process, they're secondary. And so in, in the example of uh, in the example of customer. We have a a range of different sort of secondary folks involved in the buying and ongoing customer relationship decision that are incredibly important as well. Uh, And those could include a chief technology officer, VP of engineering, uh, chief operating officer, as well as uh, the members of the CX team that are all extremely important as well.
0: Got it. So so maybe it's it's the it could be the difference between an economic decision maker or an influencer and so forth. Sort of how those how those different profiles or people add up to the within the committee based decision process.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's not just the upfront decision that happens about whether or not to buy a new technology, but also the ongoing relationship. So, for example, in, you know, customer Part of what makes customer awesome is we integrate tons of different applications into one place built around the customer. And a critical part of making that happen on an ongoing basis is making sure that the engineering team is properly, you know, understands the application, understands the value of customer and Mm -hmm. understands what they need to do to support those additional data integrations and application integrations.
0: That's interesting. So, uh, I guess that that the next question, or the next question that comes to mind based on that, is if you're taking all of that, you know, that information about the different people that are involved involved in the purchase decision, and even afterwards, like you're saying, in the operational piece or in the technology piece, right? Uh, in terms of the customer platform itself, how do you incorporate those lessons and uh, the and that that perspective into the platform itself? Are there parts of the functionality? That are especially relevant to those different personas in, uh, and and the customer experience.
1: Well, I think it starts with really deeply understanding them and understanding their day to day and uh, de- understanding what they're trying to get done every day. Mm-hmm. We're a big believer in the Jobs to Be Done methodology, and we definitely use that quite a bit in understanding um, what they might need. So we 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 start from an understanding of the customer, you know, primary and secondary. Um, as well as uh, what their needs are and what they're trying to get done. And then in that context, we decide on what the product does and product features and how the UX works in order to help our users get that stuff done as quickly as possible.
0: And by users, we're talking about those those buyer person or those customer personas, the personas that you were referring to previously. Yeah. Okay. Any examples that come to mind, like let's say something that was incorporated to enhance the customer experience of a CX leader versus a, you know, uh, someone on the technical team or the implementation side?
1: Absolutely. I'll give you a great example within our product. We actually have reporting that is specifically designed to help CX leaders manage their team and includes all kinds of measures and graphs around team productivity. Mm-hmm. But um, we've actually also found that we want to deep, more deeply integrate support teams into the organization, into the companies that they are a part of. And so what we've done is um, we've also made it really easy to export the data from uh, customer uh, into a variety of different formats. In particular, we have lots of our customers using Looker. And so we try to make the, the data export process um, through, a, through a data stream extremely easy to configure which was our way of making it easier for the sort of VP of Eng or CTO or engineer. That's actually with, has the work of configuring that data stream.
0: Oh, that's a great example. Interesting. Um, and how, how do you think, I think, you know, as I, as I look at customers platform and it's designed to be, as we, as we were talking about before, an intelligent CRM specifically for support teams, right? So how does, how does customer support fit into customer experience in your mind?
1: Well, I would say rather than that I, I would uh, agree with almost everything you just said, except I would say that we are currently focused on support, but um, our vision is certainly much bigger than that. Um, our, our mission is really to destroy silos and mm-hmm. unify companies in how they service their customers. And so uh, for now, um, we are really focused on enabling, uh, you know, all the functionality that they need to support customers. But we ultimately believe that everybody should be should be helping the customer in one way or another. And so I think you know there's you know we have sort of bigger plans uh, in in the future. Specifically, the reason why we started with support is, um, you know, put simply, that's where we thought the biggest pain was. Um, We thought uh, that, you know, we talked to lots of companies and we heard a huge amount of frustration on the part of end consumers or business users with customer support. You know, there's tons of money that's been spent on technology for support teams. And yet most people think customer service sucks a lot of the time. We're actually all, you know, we're all very, very passionate about customer service here at Customer. No big surprise. Um, So we thought there was a huge pain. Um, And our founders have also built companies in the support space before. So I think there's also a deep level of domain expertise as well. Uh, But if you think about it, it's really crazy because, you know, there's, when you think about how technology is spent and think about customer relationships, marketing, you know, when you take a look at a customer's lifetime, let's say a customer's lifetime is, you know, hypothetically for a SaaS company, just to make the math easy, let's say it's two years. So if a customer is going to be with a company for two years, that means that sales and mark marketing maybe touches that customer for, you know, I don't know, in a best case, you know, maybe a month or two, a little bit sales, maybe a few months, support and customer experience overall would theoretically touch the customer for most, if not all of their customer lifetime. So, we think that uh, CX teams broadly defined and support teams specifically defined are one of the most important teams and strategic teams in companies. And yet they sometimes have the worst tools, and we wanted to fix that.
0: Yeah, that's very compelling. I agree. I mean, I, I was, as you were talking, that's what came to mind to me. I mean, not only is it the most time spent, but it's oftentimes the most direct time spent, right? Because you're actually at communicating with them, not in a, not in a, not through an email or not through, but sometimes you're, you're actually speaking to them, you know, very directly, you know, uh, a lot of the communication is synchronous. It's not, it's not like a uh, necessarily with, with marketing, it may be more asynchronous, you know? So there's, there's this very direct connection to the customer and the customer support area of the business.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it uh, in our minds, uh, Service is the new marketing. And what I mean by that is marketing has actually declined in its impact because, uh, you know, I think that, you know, people pay less attention to ads. People aren't watching TV as much, you know, or magazines. And so companies struggle with how to get the message out there. The good news is that if you do a good job executing as a company in terms of your product and your customer service... People talk, people talk on social media, people talk online, and, you know, it becomes viral. So our belief is that if you are doing support and service right as a company, it can be a very, very powerful marketing tool.
0: Oh, completely. And 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 not to mention the fact that cons- customer expectations are are so wildly out of control nowadays right they they it's compared to what they were 10 years ago the customer expects so much more from businesses so it has become in, incredibly important to provide that level of support that level of service you know and and when you do it well it can be a tremendous uh loyalty driver and business driver
1: Yep, yeah. i totally it's, agree uh,
0: it's a it's a mass customization opportunity. You 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 allow them to each have their own experience through the, the touch points that you create with, with support. So yeah. Uh, so what are so what are some of the lessons that you can share about how you make customer experience a critical part of your company mission or or the vision?
1: Well, I think that uh, the way we look at it is we you know to get broad alignment within the company. What we do is we actually strive we actually begin with a v2 mom um, which is actually a organizational tool that was I think first invented by Mark Benioff to drive alignment at Salesforce and we use that uh, here at customer to uh, to actually drive alignment across the company and really focus on the customer so we start with our vision statement. Um, which then emanates into our values, our you know our, our, our you know we define obstacles, our methods, our measurements, and so we basically have this central organizing document for us as a company, um, and really the the starting point of our internal V two mom uh, talks about how what we want to do with customers.
0: Right. So so the first step is kind of alignment uh, with with the internal teams.
1: Yes. Uh, the second thing that you do is um, make sure you have the right people on the field. So I think that um, our our founders and our core initial team are all extremely passionate about serving customers. And we take our hiring process really seriously. Um, we, you know, a typical person that interviews with us may have as many as 15 interviews. And we really, well, that is one of the many things we screen for in interviews is people that are extremely customer oriented.
0: Hmm. Well, I think that's a great segue into the, the the featured project for for this episode, which is how customer has created a, a customer obsessed mentality through employee engagement. Uh, what I what I hear you talking about now is that uh, you know this alignment and and fi- hiring the right people is critical to be able to deliver CX. Uh, yeah. So I'd love to hear first what what do you what do you mean when you say customer obsessed?
1: That customer is customers are first. But simply, uh, their needs are important, and beyond that, I think it's um, a high level of passion and curiosity about your customers.
0: Okay. And how do you how, how do you get curious? Like, it, it, tell tell us a little bit tactically what it means to get curious with your customers?
1: Well, I think we it starts with having people within the company that are curious. Mm-hmm. And from there, it goes to making sure you are targeting customers that you think are interesting. So for example, we have a lot of customers in e-commerce and in SaaS, two, I think, very interesting areas. Uh, and so I think it's very easy to get passionate about companies that are either in SaaS and transforming the way companies work, or uh, for example, companies that are helping change the way that people buy stuff online. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, we work with a company called uh, Slice uh, that is revolutionizing the way local pizzerias interact with our customers. Um, and it's really easy to get passionate about that. You know, we, we have a particular soft spot for small business and any companies that in any way, shape or form can help uh, small businesses around the US, around the world grow is particularly exciting for us. And Slice is definitely doing that.
0: That's great that's great so so, let, so let's say you know we, we, we were talking about alignment right so we align our teams around customer experience we find the right people right now we have those people in this in uh, on the team what, what do we do next to make sure that customer services or customer experience and CX is a priority how do you do that within a sales team within a development team like how do you bring it all together? How did you guys do that?
1: you know i think it's it, you know it's it's really um uh, you know it's a few things so obviously we we've already covered people um i think uh I, another ask, uh, another sort of component of that is processes you want to make sure that you have processes in place that really support uh, uh that really support a customer orientation you know you want to make sure you're nimble you're not overly process oriented um, that you're highly responsive in all of your internal processes to what customers want um, and you have metrics for measuring the the efficiency of those processes you want to make sure that you know if you're launching features for customers that you're responsive and you do it fast um, you know'll give you an example you know we were traditionally using an agile approach to software development, and we actually ironically didn't think it was agile enough um, so we have worked to a modified Kanban approach which has enabled us to be a hell of a lot more responsive to uh, customer asks. And you know we frequently would turn around uh, sort of smaller feature asks in less than 24 hours when customers ask for things. Um, so I think that's processes. Uh, you need to make sure you have a product that is highly customer oriented. So we have built our uh, customer platform from the ground up really entirely oriented around customer needs. You know, As an example, we pretty aggressively track customer feature requests on a per customer and per seat basis. Mm -hmm. And we really use that to drive prioritization of what features the engineering team is working on.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, so I, I guess the, the, from, from the, one of the thing one of the themes that I'm hearing there is the ability to kind of be very quick at sharing insight and sharing knowledge, right? You have to sort of, facilitate information flow and then and then provide framework for action and 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 maybe that's tied to the to the vision that you guys have of being customer centric
1: yeah yeah, and I think you hit on a really good point, which is just the importance of speed. Um, so we try to be really, really fast um, I think that's a really critical component to it. I think customers are uh, customers will love you if you're fast you were you know, respond to them quickly, respond to feature requests quickly, et cetera. But I think there's more, Um, you know, I wish there was just a a one sentence or two sentence answer, but it's really a lot more. I think um, some other things that come to mind are uh, honesty and authenticity. And I think having that kind of orientation within the company is extremely important. Mm -hmm. I think customers really appreciate when you're honest and authentic with them, both good and bad. Um, and I think that has helped us build really positive customer relationships.
0: I love that, and I think that's that's so true. Uh, so I think that there are a lot of very interesting kind of aspects to the question that you know, which is you, you want you you want to focus on speed, authenticity, uh, and uh, and also I guess listening to the customer very closely. How how is it that you gauge the success of these things? Right. How, how, do you have benchmarks or objectives that each team is is striving to hit around these types of uh, these types of goals?
1: Absolutely. We have overall corporate metrics and then we have team metrics as well.
0: So what are some of the metrics, for example, when it comes to being authentic? Is there such a thing or 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 is it more uh, is it a proxy metric for that of some kind? Um, I'm sorry,
1: you faded out there for a sec. What was that?
0: Oh, sorry. I was saying, how, how do you gauge, if you know, for example, the, the authenticity quality, right? The speed, I guess, is a little bit, you know, easier to gauge, right? You can see how fast things are being delivered and seeing if that's meeting the standard. But for something a little bit less tangible, like authenticity or listening, how do you, how do you gauge that the team is is delivering that?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, certainly it's a little harder measure than speed but I think an easy way to measure authenticity is the the delta between what you're telling people or the customer and what the truth, what the truth is that you believe it to be. Interesting.
0: Okay. Uh, So is there, uh, is there anything else that you want to leave us with in terms of creating this uh, customer obsessed uh, culture that you guys have created, which is, which is, it's, it's actually, I think it's very unique in that you are, striving to provide tools to businesses to enhance their connection with customers. And meanwhile, you are doing the same internally. It's actually a really nice virtuous cycle, but is there anything else that you'd like to add about this topic?
1: Yeah, I think probably the last thing I'd like to add is the importance of rituals. So we have a whole bunch of rituals that we use here to uh, really support, you know, this kind of external and internal customer orientation and that includes, um, and that includes things like, you know, we have um, a bot on Slack that we use to give people props. Um, we frequently celebrate both on Slack and offline in our, you know, biweekly all hands um, important customer wins or things that people have done for customers. So, um, you know, we try to always lead by example as an e-team in responding to customers. So I think it's a lot of, you know, sort of rituals and things that you do and habits that you do every day and every week that really help to set the tone for a, you know, customer obsessed company.
0: Right. It's, it's, and it's an aggregate of all of those things coming together to cre- to create that. Yep. Really interesting. Thanks for sharing that with us, uh, Rob. Uh, I wanted to to kind of wrap up uh, by asking our our classic wrap up question here. What does the future of customer experience look like to you? I feel like you're going to have an interesting perspective on this given the, uh, given the company vision.
1: Well, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to tell you the way it's been mm-hmm. and the where, and then where it's going. Um, so uh, I'll give you sort of an adjective of the way it has been traditionally and the way, and then the way things are going to be. So when we think about where support has been in the past, and where it's going to be in the future. It used to be transactional, but that meant that people were treated like tickets and cases, which is terrible. Um, We think that in the future, CX is gonna be about relationships and treating customers like people. Um, We think that in the past, it was more reactive. In the future, it'll be more proactive. In the past, it was more isolated. In the future, it'll be integrated into the company. In, in the past, it was cost-focused. In the future, it'll be more revenue-focused. In the past, it was more robotic. In the future, it'll be a lot more fun. Um, platforms like Customer Automate, a lot of that really kind of horrible, terrible administrative day-to-day work so that people can spend more time being humans and interacting with other people. Um, and we think ultimately it's uh, going to go from, um, you know, sort of secondary to absolutely strategic. I love
0: that. I couldn't agree more with all of those things. Sign, sign me up for that for that vision right there <laughs> as a consumer and as a business. Right. I mean, you, you dream of that being the case as a, even just from a customer standpoint. You know, you your experience you, you experience so many different products in your day to day. It would be so nice if that was the uh, experience, the customer experience, or the customer support that was uh, that was a reality. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for taking the time to speak with us today. That was that was incredibly interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing about uh, the way that you guys think about culture, the way you guys think about customers, and uh, and providing that experience. I hope that we can connect again very soon and to have you back on the podcast.
1: Uh, I uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure um, and uh, best of luck.
0: Absolutely. And to all of you out there listening, keep making moves. You've been listening to movers and shakers the sale move podcast on customer experience. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our podcast via iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. To learn how SailMove enables companies to provide an in-person customer experience
1: online, please visit SailMove.com.